0: Hey what's up y'all? It's Ernie, See the Gap Tooth Genius, and we are back presenting to you episode 105 of the shoot that shit. Hold right. The shit. You get the shit. I believe this shit. Hey what's up y'all? It's Ernie, See the Gap Tooth Genius. And as you heard on the top of this podcast, this is going to be episode 105. This is going to be the 105th time. We're doing this here at the Shoot the Shit Podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to tune in. Man, we're coming off a hiatus. The vacation is over. I know you guys have been looking. Where's the STS Podcast been? i want to be honest with you guys. Try to make one, but vacation has been um, really, really time-consuming, but a joy. And, uh, man, I'm glad to be back. Again, this is, the, this is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. We got a lot to talk about today. I know you guys are watching that Beatles documentary. Porter and Crawford just had a war last week, and I'm sad because my guy retired. Find out my feelings about, you know, Sean, Showtime Porter. I want to talk about my vacation. The hiatus was actually in North Carolina. That was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, experiencing a whole different part of the nation I'd never been in. And we might talk about Zach Stacy. Who, good God, that man! Kyle Rittenhouse. The case that divided the nation even more. That's what we're going to talk about today on episode 105, and I want to thank the returning listeners of the STS Podcast. I'm back, y'all. I hope you guys are really ready for what's about to come. We're about to put our foot on the pedal, but everything we're doing doesn't matter if it's podcasting, DJing, our other endeavors. But with the podcast, we got so much more um, to come with the presentation. I've been consulting with some people, trying to get this right. Because we want to bring it to the listeners, right? We want to bring it to the new listeners. The new listeners, welcome to the show. I am the host, Ernie C. And I wanted to tell you guys right now, man, listeners, who, if you're returning or you're new or you're just catching a couple episodes here and there, the STS podcast, man, we're going to really do things different presentation-wise with everything, video, audio, you know, we're going to try to have some reels. You know, we will talk about previews of the episode. I'm trying to have some structure, right? Because, you know, the people who really care about elevating the podcast are, are right. We got to have a little bit of structure in what we're doing. But still be me. Still do what I got to do to make sure. You guys follow us on the STS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, right? Things like that, just to make sure we keep, we get those plugins and we keep people locked into our social media. And you guys can always find us at bookec3.com. All the STS Podcast episodes are listed in our digital media division, and that's what we are. We're presented by EC3 Entertainment. Every episode that's been done, I think since 91 on, should have been And that's my fault, too. I need to put on these podcasts DJ EC3 Entertainment Presents because the STS podcast is really important to EC3 Entertainment just because this is where we put our, this is our therapy. This is everything we want to talk about. Everything I want to talk about is on these podcasts. And I had to make it a part of the business. I had to. It made so much sense because we, what what we're doing here, we're building something. This platform, you know, we had DJs on here, rappers, we had people in the community. This is what we want to share. This is why we want to keep telling you guys go to STS Podcast six six one on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on Apple Podcast. Leave a review, please, on Apple Podcast. You could go to Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Radio, wherever you find your favorite podcast. I promise you, if you put STS Podcast Bakersfield. We're right there. You never know. We might be your next favorite podcast. And I want to tell you guys right now, we're the favorite podcast of Bones Barbecue because they are our sponsor for episode 105 and forward. You know, it's an honor to always present our local companies in our community who really, um, you know, we work together. We're in the same circle. We're friends. And it just so happens that my friend at Bones Barbecue Has some great local open fire cooking. Perhaps the best in California. He's known all over the west coast. It's crazy. It it helps that he was featured on the cooking channel's man fire food. I want to tell you guys right now. Bones Barbecue. And they got something really special for you guys. They got their secret locally made recipe right with the seasoning salt. And they sell that for $8 a pop. This Bones Barbecue Salt Seasoning, Seasoning Salt, Salt Seasoning, what the hell's wrong with me? Seasoning Salt is going to be available to you for $5 if you're STS Podcast listener. That's right. This Secret Seasoning Salt is going to be available to you for only $5 just for listening to the STS Podcast and Bones Barbecue being our sponsor again. Some of the best barbecue, the best presentation of food that I've ever seen before. I've tried to promise you guys, you guys will not be disappointed. We tried this seasoning salt, and I don't know what's in there, but I promise it's going to be way more. more. You're going to want to get more than $5 to get this Bones Barbecue seasoning salt. You guys need it. Again, go follow them. Instagram.com. Bones Barbecue underscore. That's B-O-N-E-S. B-B-Q underscore. That's on Instagram, and make sure you guys tell them that the STS podcast sent you so you get your $3 off their seasoning salt. Mwah. So good. Thank you to our sponsor, Bones Barbecue, and that's what we do, y'all. We're trying to make sure we keep the local community as our sponsors. Um, I think it's really important that we do that. I think it's really important that we keep the cycle going, right? We keep everything um, fun and it's always fun when you could do business with your friends. It's always fun when we could do um not per se business, but just help each other out, sponsor my podcast, give my listeners, you know, an incentive and hopefully we you know, they buy some um they buy some merch, they buy some food, they buy the seasoning, so things like that with Bones Barbecue. Now did you hear about us with the STS podcast? It's just one of the many, many things we're trying to bring to the podcast, man. I know like I said, we went went on this brief hiatus, right, about two weeks ago. And man, I was in North Carolina. Actually, let me give a big shout out to the Moonies. Let me give a big shout out to the dead, De- 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 the dead the dead Deals. <laughs> Those were our wedding couples the last two weeks, man. Oscar and Erica, Desiree and Max. I appreciate you guys. So after the 13th, I was from I was in NC from the 14th to the 18th, right? And I was fresh off the the Mooney wedding, which is a great wedding. The virus are perfect. Shout out to everybody booking uh, DJ EC3. Cheap plug, man. Make sure you guys follow um, us on Instagram. I know you guys do already, but. Go to bookec3.com. Go purchase some merchandise. I got to keep grinding started right now. Every day we're on this grind. Every day we wake up with a mission, with a goal that we need to accomplish, right? Every day. It doesn't matter if it's fucking cleaning the room. It doesn't matter if it's getting to work on time the next day. It doesn't matter if it's um becoming better son, better dad, better wife, better daughter, better person in general, right? It doesn't matter if it's in school, in your career, on your business, on your entrepreneur voyage, Every day we got to wake up and we got to tell ourselves keep grinding. When we don't want to keep going, when we're tired, it's fucking 8.30, you know, at night, we've been up since 6. Like, damn, I got to keep doing this. We got to keep grinding. There is going to be a light at the end of that tunnel. We've been walking down fucking forever, and we haven't had one glimpse of hope. We haven't had one peak of light to show. Like, damn, this thing does end. But if we keep walking... We believe that that light is eventually going to show. We're going to see some type of light at the end of the tunnel. And that is what keep grinding means. Keep going, y'all. Keep going. Like, I've never thought in my life I would fucking be in North Carolina. Why? I never had any desire to go. I never thought I every, everything was really incorporated with the field and staying close, go to Vegas, go to San Diego you know, my girlfriend, just family out there, and whatnot. So, just to have that—that's the way we're gonna. That's that was the way I was meant to go. Being being with my girlfriend, being with her family, and amazing place, North Carolina. I believe it was Grover, North Carolina, right Instead of Raleigh. Beautiful state capital, real quiet. Nothing like I seen in D.C. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, Sacramento was pretty quiet too, but that was real late. I'm talking about during mid evening. Um, traffic time here in the field, right, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock is mad traffic, and over there in Raleigh, it was real, real quiet, no activity at all, and that was about 6, 7 p.m., just walking and just seeing what was going on, you see all these, you know, historical statues, just like every state capital, right, you see um, these historic monuments and places that um, are deemed, you know, historic uh, by by rally, it's the state capital, right, so that was pretty cool, I really enjoyed that, the flight sucked, the flight there sucked, I'm gonna tell you guys something, man, I'm not gonna even get into details, but when you're a little guy like me, you can't be in between two people who are way bigger than you, I get anxiety, and um, it was a red eye flight, so you gotta think, oh man, I was up in the air for about five hours, stuck in between two people, My anxiety was horrible. I couldn't, if I laid anywhere, if I laid my head back, I wouldn't be putting my head on someone's shoulder. And that was probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever been in my life. Um, I learned my lesson, though, the flight back. I definitely got that window seat, paid that extra $35. Shout out to American Airlines. And um, that was probably the word That was. That's my gripe of the whole vacation was just. The flight there, but everything else was real fun. Everything was mem- memorable. With um, Charlotte the next day, Charlotte was fine. But for some reason, everything was closed on a Tuesday. They understand it. The Hall of Fame, the NASCAR Hall of Fame was closed on a Tuesday. There were some museums there, but hey, they're closed on a Tuesday. Don't know why. Don't want to suspect why. Um, but I'm sure it's a real good reason why there is um no no government buildings, no monuments, no no national landmarks are open on a Tuesday for some reason in Charlotte, North Carolina. Don't know if that's the whole the whole city. I'm not familiar with that, but um yeah, that was kind of a terrible day to go to Charlotte, but no gripes here. We still man, we I experienced a lot of style for the first time. I never seen so many dead deer on the side of a highway. You'll be tripped out, you know. I drove to Charlotte, right? First time driving an NC in my life, so I was having a great time. Everything was new to me. the The whip was new to me. Uh, the roads were new to me. The cities, the the man, so much greenery. It was green everywhere. So many trees. It was the scenery was new to me. Everything it reminded me. Have you ever been like the Hocus Pocus? You ever seen the movie Hocus Pocus, right? Just that little town they were driving through. That's what it was, and even um, Portella, California, up north, that was real green up there. But I think North Carolina is a different type of. Um, There's a different scenery, man. It was beautiful. Uh, believe it or not, the f- the highways were not busy either. To them, um, my my girl my girlfriend's relatives, they thought it was busy, but this is like fucking eight o'clock, nine o'clock on the fifty eight. To me, this is is easy traffic. Um, that was fun. That was real. That was entertaining. I thought it was. Real cool to see just the different type of people around, uh, you know, the different types of agriculture they have out there, right? It's nothing like ours. You see, everything we have is North Carolina doesn't have as much, so maybe you know, just for being from a town that grows a lot, uh, I'm used to that. And uh, at the short, Charlotte was cool, had dinner there. Tequila was awesome. I'm Like, oh, God, the tequila was brilliant. Shout out to Raul for that one. Loved, loved the tequila. Um, I guess, and this is, you know, the whole vacation was great. But the highlight for me was going to Virginia. My girlfriend and I got tickets to go see AEW Dynamite. And if you guys are wrestling fans, you guys know that they have not even made a West Coast stop yet. Especially since the pandemic uh, they're only navigating through a couple towns right now, so to see a live taping of Dark, Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage, man, that was something that's really been on my bucket list since since the the establishment of uh, AEW. Just became the, since they started, you know, airing their TV shows since they announced AEW. Um, I always said I wanted to go to a show. And it was so surreal to be in that building. I believe it was um, Old Dominion. I don't know what the hell the gym was called, but I know it was the Old Dominion building right across the street from the university. Um, Good size building. It was packed. It was packed, man. Um, my girlfriend is a casual wrestling fan. So for her to see the passion that people really have. I know she's seen it on TV and with me. But these some of these, you guys know some of these fans are fucking diehards, right? And just the, that energy was crazy. Like I've been to the house show uh, for WWE a few months ago. It was nothing like that. This house was maybe two, three, four times that. Um, it was cool to see CM Punk. It was great to see Adam Page get crowned as new new AEW champion. Seen Leo Rush, that was cool. I'm a I've always been a Leo Rush fan. Haven't been a real big fan of his his um I guess his antics lately. But I, when he was with WWE, that was my guy. So it was cool to see Leo Rush. Who else did I see? That was I seen so many people. Um, I, Tony Schiavone was there. That he it was cool to see him in the ring that day. Um. Oh, yeah, definitely Sammy Guevara versus Jay Lethal was probably one of the things I never thought I will see as a wrestling fan. You know, Jay Lethal just signed at Full Gear a couple of days before that, and he had his first match here in Virginia. That was freaking crazy. was it Charleston, Virginia? Or, I'm oh, sorry, Charleston. Yeah, I think it was. I can't really remember what town in Virginia it was, to be honest with you guys. My bad. I think it was Charleston, but don't quote me on that. So, Jay Leto and Sammy Guevara was real decent to see. Um, let me see here. I'm thinking, who else was on that goddamn card? Chris Jericho coming out at the end. That was cool. Then we've seen the beginning of Rampage. They did uh, Judas, which is a fan favorite. You, can, you gotta love that. Um, I'm thinking, I know I've seen some crazy stuff. You get, you know, you got Matt Hardy and then That was cool, too. And The Butcher and The Blade. I was really entertained by that too. Just so, you know, we, and we got to see Adam Cole and the Young Bucks they didn't see this, didn't get to see them wrestle, but it was real cool to see um, what they had going on with um, the next show, how everything's set up, how everything um, even the hard cameras, like the way they're positioned differently, a little bit more differently than WWE. Um, at least when I've seen the house show, don't know if they're different on Raw and SmackDown. And coming off one of the biggest shows of the year you know, Omega did a little promo, that was, that was awesome too, and it was just so damn crazy just to think that you're in fucking Virginia, another state that I've never been in, and you're with, you know, the girl you love, and she fucking said, I don't like wrestling, but I want to go because you like it, just to see that, and, uh, she comes with you to AEW and sees CM Punk and, you know, MJF in the in the ring for the first time and us popping, and she has no idea what's going on, but she enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely something to mark off the bucket list, and I'm looking forward. Hopefully, we can go back in May, May June. Maybe there'll be some closer show. I think that's when the next trip is, I would love to make that happen. I would make, love to um, keep marking things off this bucket list, y'all, and, you know, we won't go too deep in my stuff, but man, just to be, um, with my girlfriend or family was real cool, it was, um, it's always fun to get to know your significant, your, yeah, your significant other's family, and just, uh, learn about them, and just be, the more, I guess, the more I am around them, the more comfortable I feel, I guess, right, that's the way, you know, that's the right way it's supposed to be, and, Man, just going out there is crazy. We've talked about it for months, and they they said they invited me to go and they said it's going to happen. I was like, damn, November's a while. And now we're in November. Well, on the 28th of November. So, man, vacation was beautiful, man. Vacation was, uh, we got a lot of work done with the DJing, we got a lot of work done with the other things we have going on. Some things uh, I learned a lot, you know, that if you're doing if you're doing shit half ass, you're going to expect half ass results and you're going to get headaches from that. And uh, I sh- I can't be half ass in doing anything. And I think sometimes I I am going at a pace that I'm not really considering that and I'm be a little bit too overconfident with these moves I'm making, um especially when I'm half ass if I was giving it the amount of attention it deserved and make sure that stuff was right. And I don't half-ass it right, I go through everything I need to go through to make sure it works perfectly. Or at least set it up perfectly for it to succeed, right? Nothing's ever guaranteed to hit. I wouldn't have these unnecessary headaches. that you know, sometimes happen it happens in business. Especially when you're half-assing it on my end. And that's no one's fault, right? That's all my fault. And I think a part of the growing up process in business is learning when you're not coming through and you can't be mad at anyone but yourself. Because you didn't come through, that's on you. No one does that but you, right? So, um, yeah, it's real fun to uh, learn that. Sometimes, you know, not everything's a hit, and some things are going swell. Some things are going to go perfectly well, but um, some things will not go your way. And I think I have to understand that too. That I can't really um, bank on everything working out th- exactly the way I plan or things don't go the way I want, I can't mope and gripe about it, I guess I'm gonna be a little mad when I'm human, but I just can't let that blind my decisions and shit, sometimes I just gotta take the L, eat shit, and just keep pushing, right, um, but, again, vacation, Thanksgiving, grateful, 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 busy time, though, man, especially, we have, you gotta go see three different families, busy, busy time, but I enjoyed every moment with all three of our families, and, uh, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for everything in my life. I really can't say one thing. I'm grateful for uh, my jobs. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful for my family. Uh, my friends who become family. I only know if I have friends like think I just got family. Friends who became family. Those are the ones that really operate with me every day, right? Uh, so and we're all. I think I have a great circle around me. So just grateful for everything like that. Grateful for every L everything i've learned cuz i'm still you know, I'm, I'm 30 right but that doesn't mean i know everything that doesn't mean i'm going i'm going to i'm going to strive in everything i'm doing so i'm grateful that i'm able to be aware that i need to keep learning keep taking um keep taking constructive criticism keep my eyes and ears open and be willing to learn so i'm grateful for all that i'm grateful for being aware for all of that man um i always say you know being with my grandparents is a great feeling but being my my family, too, is a great feeling. This year was a crazy year for a lot of us in my family. Um, a lot of sobriety celebrated. And uh, honestly, you know, sobriety has definitely took us to um, another, another level in life. You know, um, that battle is, uh, and you guys heard me talk about it on the podcast a few times. That battle is something that uh, you can't go through alone. And, uh, you gotta be grateful for anybody who's willing to help you. And it it was beautiful to just to have that in my, in my family. Um, Christmas times around the corner. So I'm trying. You know, I think we all need to appreciate every single moment we got with. If it's not just, if it's not your big ass family, your you know your small circle of family and friends, whoever you really keep um, close to your heart, close to your soul. I think you should be. We should all be thankful for that. Cause again, like I said, 2022 is creeping up on us. There can't be people people we lost so far. COVID around the world. Just just lost in general, right? It's um. It's a crazy, crazy thing, man. Think about it. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy. Uh, time's a crazy thing. Time is just something we, you know, it's crazy. We always talk about things. We gotta worry about things we can't, we we could control, right? Time is something we can't control. That things gonna keep going. This second is gonna pass by no matter what. There's nothing we could do to stop it. So what are we gonna do? Worry about if we have enough time? or just make the most of our time. And I've been thinking about that lately. Like. I just got to make the most of every memory I have. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, with who it's with, 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 what project I'm working on, what podcast I'm recording, what team I'm coaching, what um what gig I'm doing. I think we got to really, really make the most of our time, and that means appreciating everything and not worrying about if we have enough. Let's make the most of what we got. And it's crazy, man. You know, you you think and you see, like, I think, going out there in north carolina and virginia and just kind of driving out there and seeing that this world is moving fast this world is moving at this pace that i've ever knew before cuz i forget that there is a whole other nation out here right i forget that this this shit don't matter like this my my life is just a small little speck of the of this grain that's out here man there's so many pieces of us so many people out here like everybody's story is unique everybody had to go everybody goes at their own pace we're all trying to keep grinding and trying to keep making it and I think we all we know this is not something we do twice. I always say that this life is just a one. We're gonna go around once. We can't pause time. We, you know, sometimes our time will end, and sometimes we will get those you know those brushes like we got those reminders like Yo, my God, you might not be here forever. Which is why we want to keep ourselves healthy and shit. I'm trying my best too. God, God, been gaining mad weight, yo, mad weight trying everything I can, the sodies have been gone bye-bye, man, but, ah, uh, candy, my monsters, those things are kicking my ass sometimes, just just eating once a day sometimes, and just eating a lot during that one time, right, that fucks you up, and just things like that, like, I don't know, should I worry about that, but then again, that's a part of, you know, living, with the time we got, you got to stay healthy, I don't want my time to expire, I know it's going to expire one day, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want (laughs) to help it, I don't want to help that time to come faster, I better just get my ass in shape, and uh, man, speaking of two guys who are in shape, right, pause, Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford, you guys see this battle from last week? Um, not man. Sean Porter is you guys know. Sean Porter is one of my favorite fighters ever. I think even past 2000, 2000, 2002 see two thousand and three and and forward. Sean Porter is definitely one of my favorite new boxers. Y'all, that that's been came and this is when I was able to watch boxing like really paying attention what's going on. This man's been a warrior since. I remember 2010, maybe 2012, I me and my guy Gil were finally watching you know, him. I think his coming out party was against uh, Devin Alexander, but I know he had the whole, the DS fight, right? I remember, let me look at his boxing record. And Merritt Porter, you guys can say what you guys want. I don't give a damn what anybody says. And this is off the strength of me being his guy. And I'm a, I'm a fucking fan of Showtime, right? 36 bouts. He's 31 4-1, 17 KOs, he's won two titles, right, and I say the man is a Hall of Famer, he, they could, who, and this doesn't even matter who he's beat, right, I who he's been in the ring with, Diaz, Alexander, Malinaji, Brooke, actually, that Brooke loss was tough to watch, and I think, did Brooke come in, that was Bonet, you got him, man, I remember we almost went to this fight, I believe it was at Carson against Kell Brook, and this is, that was like my first heartbreak, like, oh, fuck. This guy's human. And Kell Brook's coming up party as well, too. Shout out to Kell Brook. Um, I remember we were at the Eric Bonet fight. But I believe, see, I think the Bonet was a different bout. I think it was really a different bout. Who was he supposed to fight? Anyway, he fought Broner, beat Broner, beat Burdo, beat Granados, beat Danny Garcia, beat you guys. I lost Spence won against Sebastian Formella and lost to Crawford. It was a TKO in the 11th round, I believe. And he announced his retirement. His dad stopped the fight in the the 10th round, to two knockdowns. And a lot of criticism from that, from Mr. Ken Porter. That's his manager. That's his trainer. That's his dad. And you guys know if you guys watch boxing, just that I don't. I'm on, I can't even, offense. I don't think that affects, the f- if it's done right, I just can't, I don't think every father, son, you know, b- trainer, boxer has gone south, I don't think that at all, um. And I hate, to, you know, I know every, oh, he's going to say fucking Mayweather and Floyd. And it was a couple shots, there's a couple fights that Mayweather wasn't even training his son, right? But um I'm not going to go through a whole list. I'm sure we can. No, we can. But we don't have enough time. I'm not going to list every fucking father son duo out there. I know it's, you know, Garcia, you know, De La Cruz. I'm sorry, yeah, it's De La Cruz, Porter, things like that, right? I know what the hell I'm talking about, but I don't think every relationship goes down. You know, miracle. No, oh, never mind. That's that's talking too much. Jose ben, Benavides, he beat Benavides oh, Actually, I'm sorry. This is Terrence Crawford. Oh, man, I was going to say Terrence Crawford beat Benavides. But that's, hey, real fast. Terrence Crawford, Hollywood performance 38 no, with 29 knockouts. Bud's looking good. Beat Khan, beat Benavidez, Horn, Porter, Brooke, and that's why Horn horned off the Pacquiao fight, Diaz, Molina, Post- Victor Pastor, you know, these guys, right, especially when he beat Gamboa, Bautran, whatever, right, those guys were established, those guys were labeled as the next best thing, I know Bautran's a BC fighter, but at least Gamboa at that time, I know we don't know his fucking real age or whatever, right, but, Crawford beat him at the top of his game and he has not slowed down since shout out to Bud Crawford but let's talk about Sean Porter and you hear at the, the parent the, the conference afterwards right? He talk, he hear his dad talking the why the reason why he stopped this fight is because he already knew that his son was done he knew in training camp this guy wasn't going 100% anymore he knew that he knew that this could potentially be a life-changing bout if he lets his son continue longer in this fight. He wants to enjoy more moments with his son, like any father would. He doesn't want his brother, his, his boy hurt. And you guys know the history with boxers. Sometimes when boxers go too long in their career, they're, they're, they're former, they look like the former selves. For they're former selves. They don't look like that anymore. It's nothing like their former self. Especially when it's time. I think every boxer knows, that's that's what they say, every boxer knows when it's their time, and that ego and that pride says, nah, it's not, we go a couple more fights, let's do a couple more matches, and sometimes we've seen guys who can't defend themselves get hurt, and it's a life-threatening injury, we've seen guys in wheelchairs, we've seen guys who are damn near vegetables, right? So, Ken Porter stopping that fight, because he's thinking all of this stuff. He already knew his son was already out of it. What else do we have to give to the game? Now, it's over. And Porter was saying he doesn't want to be one of those guys that's a gatekeeper. That means you got to, you know, if you beat Porter, then yeah, you belong in the elite of the welterweights. He doesn't want to be someone you just step on before you get to the, get to the next floor. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He's a warrior. And... He said the craziest thing, too, and he's right. Uh, He was talking about um, Andre Ward saying, I hear people talk about me and Canelo. This is Ward talking. I hear people talk about me and Canelo fighting all the time. People always say, you know you got one more left, one more fight left. And then Porter said that Ward told him, yeah, I got one more fight left. But what's wrong with just keeping one more fight, just knowing you had one more left before you gave it all up? And Porter's taking that advice. He said, "I probably do have a few more left, but why? Why go out there? What else do I have to prove?" He's and he's right. He's everybody he you brought against him. He fought. He fought everybody you put. He put in the ring. Put him in the ring with. You know the top contenders who were willing to fight Porter at the time. When he's been in the ring with them, and he's like I said, he's a warrior, small guy. But, but he's, a, he's a pit bull in there. He's relentless pressure. Relentless. He knows he's going to get hit. But he's willing to do that. Because he knows he's in the outbox if he gets inside. He knows he's going to hurt you if he gets inside. People forgive me. The man beat you guys. That's who just beat Pacquiao. The man's resume is not bad. He lost to Thurman. I know that. He lost to Spence. I know that. Lost to Brooke. Lost to Crawford. Probably those guys right there. Those four are top ten. Four. Top of the. I'm sorry. Those four were probably top 15 in the last 10 years in that division, yes, in that division, so it's not like he's losing this, he didn't lose the fucking scrubs, he lost to champions, he beat some champions too, definitely beat some champions, and I want to salute Sean Showtime Porter, man, the years fly by, and it was beautiful, it was really an honor to root for him, actually pay attention to his career, and he's one of those guys, Keith Thurman's another guy I really rooted for, once I started getting a little bit older, and I finally picked my own fighters, you know how to family, everybody picks Mayweather, De La Hoya, you know, these guys who, you know, you love because grandpa loved them, you love because my dad loved them, you know, Tysons of the world, but this is kind of like, now I could start picking my own fighters who I rooted for, and tell my kids, yo, this is who I liked, go check him out on YouTube, the fucking porters of the world, the, um... The Chocolitos of the world, the world, Thurmans of the world, those guys I really picked up on early in their career and watched, you know, watch this last 10, 15 years and just watch them grind it out. And uh, it's crazy to see that one of my favorites is going to finally hang up the gloves. And man, other than that, Terrence Crawford's a bad man. He was in some, hey, some, some judges had him down. So he was going for the kill, and that's what the fuck he did. He made Cor- he made Porter's dad throwing the goddamn towel. He made daddy throwing the towel. And I'm not mad at Bud. And I hope, and I don't know if he is, but I hope he gets that Spence fight. I really, really hope he does. I think it's well deserved. I think it's something that um the boxing world needs. What other fight is there to make? Who the fuck wants to see a a Canelo and a GGG fight for the fourth time? Who wants to see Canelo against this light heavyweight? Which I know the history behind it. Why he's doing it? Great fucking champion Canelo is. You guys always hear me, you know. I want to. I want to give him his due. He's the best boxer right now. But who is there any? He's his opponent is not a Spence opponent. Crawford and Spence is the fight to make. Again, Spencer and Crawford is the fight to make. Who wins? Man, I would if you guys asked me about twenty five episodes ago when we first discussed this with Pacquiao in the Spence fight before um Spence got hurt, I'm saying it's it's Spence. I believe Spence at hundred percent. Who knows after you know, he's been on he's been on the layup for a while. Who knows what happens? But I think Spence is that is the younger bull and I think he takes out Crawford. I think he takes the crown. It's next up. I think Spence a hundred percent. Crawford's not in a walk in the park though. He just made one of my favorite boxers fucking retire at his to retire in the press conference. In the street in the room down the hall. He did that. So my thing is Spence is that guy though. Spence is a special fighter. I think uh I know he's twenty seven, he's seven years younger. He's got twenty-seven to zero with the twenty-one knockout. so somebody's O's gonna go right. And uh, man, but again, it's been a year since he's fought. Damn near, like November, December twelfth, December fifth was his last fight, and the fight before that was a Porter fight two years ago. He's only had one fight in the last two years. That's what scares me. He had a car, horrible car accident. He had a f- Freak injury with the Pacquiao fight. <sighs> I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I think, uh, I think, I think Spence wins it. I do, and it's it's hard to it's hard to go against Crawford right now. But that's what's going on. <sighs> and what's going on right now? I think it's is it called Watch Out? You guys have to watch this Beatles documentary. Let's see here, let me just look at this real fast, sorry, 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 okay, I don't know, let me see, see that, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I'm not a Beatles fan, Uh, of course, do I know who the freaking, you know, the members are, Starr, Harrison, Lennon, uh, McCarthy, yes, I do know that, right, um, Get back, sorry. Get back. is this Beatles documentary. Um, so I guess this this film, right? And this is something you can find on Disney Disney Plus. There were sixty hours of footage of these guys, the Beatles, recording their album "Let It Be." And I didn't know what the fuck that album was to be honest with you. I looked it up. There were some songs I knew of the Beatles that knew the Beatles sang, but I, you know, never said, "Hey, let me listen to a Beatles album." Throughout its whole. Whole duration. I mean, you listened one through fifteen, right? Never heard the white album. Gonna be honest, do I am I aware of what's on those albums? Yes, but I never took the time to listen through and through. Horrible. I know I'm a DJ. I should be better than that. So they have sixty hours of footage of them recording this album called Let It Be, and it looks like again, I'm no expert. but I I've seen. I seen the whole goddamn thing. Six hours of it, um, every second. So I've tried my best to tell you guys what I learned about the Beatles, right? Um, they had two weeks to record 14 new songs. I guess they were supposed to do older songs from back in the day that were unreleased, just kind of re- recording, but they decided, hey, let's see what we could do. It's their first time in the studio in three years. The first time they've been recording again in three years, so I guess there's been some friction, but they're back, and this is the first time they're back, right? And good God, it's an adventure. If you love music, you gotta watch this. If you like the the music making process, you gotta watch this. If you like engineering, if you like r- songwriting, anything creative in the music lane, please watch this. Uh, God damn, I can't even fa- I can't even really put into words the genius of what these guys are doing. And this album, I guess, wasn't even their Mona Lisa album, right? This wasn't the one everybody was talking about. But there are some songs like, Don't Let Me Down, oh my god, I remember, I know that song, and it's been a beautiful ballad, you know, but the way that that song was fucking manifested and created and recorded, these guys are just sitting in the room all day, four of them, countless hours, just recording music off the fly. And you just see how they collaborated and how they all got along. And you see Harrison quitting the bad. You see Ringo Starr putting his opinion when it mattered. You know, John Lennon and McCaffrey, McCarthy really anchored this ship in their own separate ways. <laughs> in different ways, too. They're anchoring the fucking same ship, but they're anchoring in two different ways. And it is kind of weird to see, you know, that interaction between the Beatles and Yoko Ono. That's, and you know, we always heard Yoko owner's the one who broke up the Beatles. We all fucking say a term, don't we'll be a fucking Yoko. I've said that several times, you know, especially when the homies' girlfriends don't let them go out. Like, why the fuck are you listening to Yoko for? I get that, but to see their the relationship really be highlighted in this documentary is, is beautiful. Um, you kind of see why John left, though. If they're not going to treat my girl as an equal... Which I get too. They were, you know, there's four members. This is four grown men. This is us right here. This has always been us. No one from the outside's in this circle with us. But you want to see, you know, he wanted his girl to be seen as an equal person in that room. And I don't know if they were having it, but you can't. It's not like there's maybe just different times. I think they were just doing it. Maybe in our way, we'll probably be like fuck her. I don't want her in here. With them was kind of real sarcastic humor and just straight out sarcasm with her. John Lennon, you know, we all know Imagine, we all know he got shot, right, by the guy who was reading the purple, purple, the Ravenclaw, you know, book, and, you know, he was killed outside his apartment, coming home from the studio, he signed Homeboy's album, I knew all this stuff, right, I knew Imagine, I knew he did the fucking controversial Alan cover for the Times, I know he, you know, said the Jesus Christ comment. He, I, I know my music history, but have I listened to a lot of John Lennon or thought about the way he created music? Hell no. But I got the glimpse of it, and man. He, another guy, he could write. He just singing about anything and just making that thing sound musically revolutionary. And they're doing these show. They did this live show. On top of a building in the middle of London. I think it's called the Apple Corps or Something like that. And it's... Man, it's beautiful. Their style. Good. These motherfuckers, they didn't care how they dressed. They loved it. They knew they were setting up a new standard. You know what the most... Man, there was like two, three moments. I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. They were getting instruments that were getting... They were receiving instruments that were being invented at the time just for them to test it out. And you see this bass that flips over to a guitar that was pretty cool. And you see this little... It's, a, it's, a, it's like a pen. It reminds you of like, you know... Doctor Operator. What the hell that doctor game is when you touch the metal and it it, it beams, right? Um, I don't know. The Doctor Operate Or whatever the hell that that game's called. It's like you... You hold it down to this metal and it's a different tune like a piano. It's like an organ, but you're playing it with this little pen. And it's making noise like that stupid game. And that was cool to see the, the latest inventions, of the, the latest instruments available at the times were being given to them. And I believe his name was Billy Preston started playing the the piano organ for them. And man, they started making some real, real beautiful music man and this guy was like I guess he was a backup for Little Richard back in the day and man it was beautiful to see his contribution to what they were doing at the time because they needed they were missing some flavor and he brought that flavor and it was so fun to watch him play it wasn't like they were forcing it they were just letting that shit happen the way it was supposed to happen and it was beautiful man it was real real cool I really um, thought that was dope and uh, you guys got to watch it again, six hours, uh, just to see, um, uh, yeah, Paul McCarthy too, smart guy, he said, wait till they see, watch this 50 years from now, and they're going to probably think why we were funny was fucking ridiculous, and why, you know, everything that's been told about us is not what they thought, and he was right, he was fucking spot on, uh, seeing them performing that, damn, see, and I seen that as a kid too, the, 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 the rooftop performance and i didn't know that was their last time being in a band together performing live that was their last live performance as the beatles and it's fucking crazy man i i love music and that was like a deep dive i've never seen before at least i haven't been aware of it um it's beautiful man it's real beautiful and i think I'm gonna have to cut there, man. Cause you know what? I don't want to get into negative shit. This is we're gonna end it on a high. Um, fuck Kyle Renthouse, fuck Zach Stacy. Don't care about none of those pricks. I'm not gonna even get into that. I decided not to. Um, we're gonna have a Cyber Monday sale. We're gonna go 50% off everything on the book 3 merch website, bookec3.com, go to the merchandise department, 50% off everything. And if you order any type of order. You're going to get a car air freshener, these new DJ EC3, new car scent air fresheners, y'all. That's going to come free with every order you make. That's 50% off. That's going to be store-wide. We're going to carry that until December 1st. So until Wednesday, you're going to have 50% off. Every purchase you make, you're going to have a car air freshener, and it's going to be a Great, great time. And I hope you guys tune in, man. Again, keep grinding. Don't stop believing. Don't stop dreaming. I know we have are at the end of the semester with our college folks. Make sure y'all keep pushing. We're almost done, man. We're fucking almost done. Let's get done with a paper and said, after I get done with this fucking paper, I'm going to make a podcast. So it's productive day. That's all we need is productive days. Make these goals. Let's get this shit done. And keep listening to the STS podcast. This is one episode. This is episode 105. And we're going to call this. Get back. Ernie, see the captive genius and we out.